0: This is the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to The Daily Check-In. This week on The Daily Check-In, we're talking about isolation and what it means to be isolated, but not alone. Today I'm having a conversation with my wife, Olivia. Olivia, would you please introduce yourself?
1: Hello, I am Olivia, and I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, fear, and comparison.
0: All right, Olivia, thank you for coming all the way out here today to to be on the podcast with me.
1: The flight of stairs is extremely long, so. Yeah,
0: how was the flight? (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's <laughs> <This is> great
0: <laughs> was it smooth, or do you have turo ter- <laughs>
1: uh smooth, yeah, very great landing, so
0: great, yeah, okay, yeah, very happy good. to be here, <laughs> awesome, awesome <laughs> so um obviously on on uh the podcast this week, we're talking about isolation, mm-hmm. um something that we're certainly no stranger to, no <laughs> um but the idea that we're really trying to capitalize on is feeling isolated, but not alone. And I know that that sentence is a little contradictory. Actually, it's a lot contradictory, Mm -hmm. right? Like it doesn't really make any sense. (laughs) Um, But the idea here is that like um, there are times in life when I feel alone or I am alone and it's kind of outside of my control. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like that's the way that it is. And so if that is the case, then how can I make it through that situation, and so the idea that we're kind of kind of coming off of here is, if we can try to affirm this statement, is first of all, um, is it possible to feel alone in a crowded room? Absolutely. I've I definitely felt that way.
1: Yeah. If I think back to uh, my uh, pre Jesus life, or <laughs> uh, where I was actively using um, alcohol and drugs to. Uh, cope with my with my life at the time, I think about many times I had gone um out with friends or people that I had been uh hanging out with, and we would all be together, but I still felt very alone because mm. these weren't my ideals. This isn't what I had planned for my life, but somehow um I was in that that predicament and I had chosen um decisions that had led up to that point and so even in the midst of being surrounded by people in what society would probably deem as a fun time or a party, um, I definitely felt alone or that people there couldn't possibly understand what exactly I was feeling um, or going through at that time.
0: Mm. So what do you think that it is that like fuels, like, fuels that feeling of alone or feeling alone Uh, when you're with people?
1: I think there's a level of shame and um, even guilt. I think that I definitely knew that I shouldn't have been in some of those um, situations. I shouldn't have been hanging around um, with people who uh, were choosing those things um, at that point in their lives too. Um, And so I think there was a level of guilt that I knew that this wasn't what God had Planned for me or wanted for me even and then that turned into shame that I must be This terrible person or I must not be good enough or I have to do all of these things to measure up somehow And so it became very isolating uh, Because I would get stuck inside my head quite a bit in in feeling those feelings
0: yeah. so basically these feelings of loneliness are more internal?
1: For me, yes.
0: Yeah, I would think a lot for me as well too. And so, a lot of that so I would agree in the sense that, you know, being in certain situations where I'm around people, um I and, and still feeling alone, a lot of that those feelings came from knowing that I shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. right? Knowing like um this is not where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And, and that made me feel like I was out of place mm-hmm. and then feel lonely. Um, but then also on the flip side of, of places that were maybe you know acceptable, places that I could be, mm-hmm. but still felt alone. A lot of those feelings inside of me came from feeling misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Like people didn't understand me. Like they didn't know what I was going through and they could never understand what I was going mm-hmm. through. And so a lot of those feelings were all internal, Mm -hmm. as you said, too, um, all inside my head.
1: Yeah, definitely. Back to um, when I was living um, on campus at college and I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of people who are pursuing higher education, which is, you know, in itself a really awesome thing. Um, But just because of my background and where I was at in my life, I definitely felt misunderstood or that others couldn't relate to what I had gone through um or what I was experiencing at this time, too. And I then I, you know, to in efforts to try to overcome that or fix that, then I started choosing people who were doing the same things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And that only propelled or. um Fueled yeah fueled. Thank you Mm -hmm. fueled my isolation even more Mm -hmm. or feelings of loneliness
0: sure So now that we've established that it's completely possible to feel alone in a crowded room um, Then could we go out on a limb to say that the opposite is then true that we could feel together in an empty room
1: Yes, I definitely think that we can we can take that route there Um, I've I've most recently experienced this in my job Um, Right now, we have been asked to work from home and so, most days, I am upstairs in my office by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, But we've utilized this platform called Zoom. This is not a plug, but it is very, very (laughs) cool. Um, And we've been able to connect with each other virtually and see each other on video and hear each other's voices through audio. And even though I'm upstairs all by myself, no one else is in the room with me. I definitely feel a sense of camaraderie with my team. And we've been able, I think, to develop a level of trust with each other that we hadn't before, and even an opportunity to get to know each other mm-hmm. on a deeper level. And so I've been able to see the fruits from some of that isolation mm-hmm. in in a sense as well, um, that has not, not uh, fueled any loneliness, but rather a sense of community.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, But yeah, shout out Zoom if you want to sponsor this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) No, but I agree. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds that like that being alone or being isolated or being separated from each other is actually growing or strengthening the bond that you guys actually have together.
1: Yeah. And if... If maybe I can be so bold to say, I think a lot of times we've taken for granted that we just have each other, you know, right next to our cubicle. If we need to ask questions or, you know, talk through situations, we're just, you know, right around a few feet away from each other. And now we really have to go out of our way to schedule those times to talk through those things and meet together virtually. And, you know, it's a little awkward at first, kind of, because it's not our typical interactions, but then we really put more emphasis on engaging with each other, you Mm -hmm. know, um, through conversation and not just a walk up. And I've asked my question and I'll go back to my seat, but you know, that there's kind of a, really a beginning, a middle and an end to those conversations virtually that don't necessarily exist in the same type of format in person. So Mm -hmm.
0: that's really good. But so like that is, you know, using technology and different platforms um, to be able to engage with people. Mm-hmm. But what about when, like, it seems like really there's nobody. Like, I, th- it seems like there's nobody I can call on, um, you know, even if I wanted to reach out to somebody or have somebody near me, it's just not possible. Is Do you think it's still possible to to still, in that space, to be able to still feel together? Because I think for me, I know that when I went to treatment, when I went into to go to detox, I was pretty afraid. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, I'd never been to anything like that. Um, I felt super alone, Um, and obviously none of my friends were going in there with me. (laughs) None of my family members were going in there with me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe thank God for that. But so I went in there, and I was alone. Like it was in. I got checked in in the basically in the middle of the night. And then I got left in a room all by myself. And so, like that was a scary time for me, and I felt very alone. Um, but something that was really cool that my mom had the foresight to do is that she actually crocheted this blanket for me, actually, that you're you're sitting on right now. Um, and so even though I was alone in that room, I had this blanket that she had crocheted for me, and I was able to, you know, wrap myself up mm-hmm. in it and feel like she was there with me. And so there's times even, um, you know, there's certainly times like we're facing right now where we're not going to be able to be present with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe some of us don't have the luxury of technology to be able mm-hmm. to have Zoom calls and all these different types of things. Um, but even in that, there are ways that we could still feel together mm-hmm. in an empty room. For me, you know, this blanket is a reminder of that. But there, even to to go even past that, You know, there's times when um, I felt alone, and I felt like you know nobody was around. I couldn't, I couldn't call on anybody, Um, and I, I, it really drew me into God's, Mm -hmm. into a relationship with God or into a conversation with God, Mm -hmm. and I was able to feel together in that sense, you know. And, and I think even something that could be really interesting about what we're going through right now is that all across the world, there's people that are quarantined, you know,
1: there's a lot of downtime.
0: Well, absolutely. There is a lot of downtime, but I think that if there's one way that we could kind of in a broad sense feel together through this is that we are all mm-hmm. quarantined together. Mm-hmm. And so if there was any way that we could really truly feel like we're all connected in one way, this is this is kind of one of those times.
1: Yeah, it's definitely worthwhile to look at the bigger picture in that and kind of take the emphasis off of my personal Quarantine or isolation but that I can relate to the fact that millions and millions of people are Are feeling and experiencing the same type of situation or struggle that I'm going through And I think that that's a really powerful reminder to know that even though I'm physically by myself I am not alone.
0: Yeah, and that's a great point because for some reason, when I know that other people have experienced or are experiencing the same thing that I am, it makes me feel a little better, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that anytime that I'm willing to acknowledge that I'm not the only one, that I feel like I can actually push through whatever I'm going through. Mm -hmm. So many times, though, in my life, like I've felt like I have to do everything by myself mm-hmm. um, and that's put me into isolation as well but you know and it's it's so interesting for me to think about I'll, I'll a lot of times I'll deny that right like I I feel like I've worked really hard to put myself out there and ask for help and I really have in a lot of different ways um but you know even on a really small scale mundane way like I struggle to ask for help getting the groceries in the house or uh loading the dishwasher and you know you'll say come on let me help you um you don't need to do that all by yourself and you know I'll usually you know fight you on that and uh but you know it's just interesting to think about how if I can still if I still struggle which I do with that today then in what other ways you know am I very susceptible to struggling with asking people to for help in, mm-hmm. in other ways or trying to do other things like deal with my emotions mm-hmm. or uh, bear my own burdens by myself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can attest to that in my own life. I think it's so interesting um, and it's so beautiful that when I shine the light on certain areas of my life, even if it is something as simple as asking for help um, or struggling to ask help for uh, loading the dishwasher, bringing in the groceries, that. I tend to start thinking of what other ways in my life has this manifested itself? Where have I not asked for help? And for me, it is definitely in in bearing the burden of my emotions. And a lot of times when I'm struggling with something um, and either I'm frustrated or I'm upset, it's sometimes hard for me to let people in and let them know what I'm going through. And, you know, there's this expectation that, you know, they should just understand and, and just know without me disclosing anything. And so um, I definitely, yeah, am reminded that, that it is okay to ask for help and it's okay to share those things with other people because if they've been through those same things, because we all share those very same emotions, even if our situations look different, that they could potentially provide a word of encouragement or, um, even point me in a direction that I really actually need to go. But that wouldn't be possible if I don't, if I don't open myself up to that. Hmm.
0: Well, I think that there's a certain amount of expectations as far as for men like that, Hey, like be a man, get, get it done, do your work, you type deal. And for women, I'm sure as well too, especially in today's world with just, you know, um, women, being kind of held to a higher standard and and trying to uh, be like a woman who doesn't need any help and can do it all on her mm-hmm. own and and all those different types of things and so I think that in uh, just everyday life it's frowned upon to ask for help to reach out and to let somebody know that you're struggling um, that I'm struggling and that I need help in in some type of way like it 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 diminishes you as a woman or it diminishes me as a man if i do that but then I, even today i was having a conversation with someone who we're talking about this idea as well it sometimes it feels like if i'm as a christian if i'm reaching out and asking for help or um you know showing that i'm struggling in some type of way that that must mean that i'm not you know doing what i'm supposed to be doing as a christ follower mm-hmm. or um, that, oh, man, like I must have upset Jesus or something like that, because, man, look what, you know, is going on with John, you know, obviously, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. And, you know, those are all lies. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all, we all fall short of the glory of God, yeah. you know, and, and so to understand that we, we, we're all sinners, we all make mistakes, mm-hmm. we all need help. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think that it's, you know, starting there, then I believe that it's a little bit easier to arrive at the point, well, okay, I know I can't do it by myself. And if that is true, which is true, Mm -hmm. then we have to do it together, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Going back to your point about this whole idea that men and women alike maybe feel this pressure to not ask for help. I think that there is this culture in, oh, I'm independent And I can manage all of these things by myself or there's even a level of pride that comes in of, hey, look at at all these things that I am able to Mm -hmm. manage all by myself, you know. And if I'm being honest with myself, I've definitely fallen, you know, victim to that mindset and. I end up not doing any of those things well whatsoever. Um, and it's a constant reminder that I do need people and I do need a community. And I think it it comes from putting myself out there and having those open and honest conversations with people and inviting them into my life. Um, but also recognizing and taking time to discern who those people are, I think is very important as well. Um, in at Celebrate Recovery, there's such an Awesome opportunity for me to share things that um, don't look as pretty, or um, maybe have been deemed as taboo topics in the church previously, or even in society. And so I know that each person that's going there is going to uphold their end as well, and um, they're able to create that safe space for me. And so I do think that that's a really important piece to add to that—that that there is a level of discernment in knowing that hey, I can trust this person or being willing to be vulnerable and taking that risk to trust that person.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely we we have to be cautious. Mm-hmm. Um we know that we have to we have to live life together. Yes. Yeah. Um so that means that together means with other people, mm-hmm. right? And if we're dealing with other people and they're anything like me, then they're going to be just as flawed as me. <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, absolutely as we do life together, we're gonna hurt each other's feelings. We're gonna do things that you know um, aren't the greatest, but that's life. And on this side, on this side of heaven, that's just the way the things are gonna mm-hmm. be. But that we can't allow that to draw us into isolation and keep yeah. us away from relationships. Um, but yeah, we do need to, to to use discernment in saying like, if it's obviously not a healthy relationship to be in, then I shouldn't be in that relationship. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that I don't be in any relationships, right? right? And the rooms do definitely uh, model this in a really beautiful way. Um, I learned that once I stepped into the rooms, that it was my responsibility to be in relationships. You know, I constantly wanted people to you know, I want people to call me and to reach out to me and to make sure that I'm okay and to give me the things that I need and to set me up for success. Mm. And those were all of the things that nobody was doing for me, <laughs> right? And so that's what you know made me feel like I wanted to draw back and isolate myself away from people. Uh, but once I got into the rooms and and realized, well, that's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I need to do those things. Um, and then I and then. I discovered that how I do those things is by doing them for other people. Right. If I want those people in my life, I need to be that person.
1: Yeah. I once heard this, and I don't know who said it, but um, the the quote goes something along the lines of, don't expect what you're not willing to give. Mm -hmm. And I really like that because I, too, have struggled with, well, you know, I don't have anyone to call. No one is there for me. Um, who can I go to to share these things? And then I have to ask myself: Have I been that person for someone? Have I taken a step outside of my own pity party mm-hmm. and offered help to somebody else by asking them how they're doing? Um, how can I help them? How can I be praying for them? Have I have I expected those things of myself before? I'm willing. To, or expecting them from other people. And that is important. It it comes and it starts within myself and giving that away before I can expect that from anybody else. And chances are, when I give that away, that relationship is being established to the point that when I am feeling those things, that person will be there for me.
0: Yeah, I think that there is certainly Uh, in me anyways, there's this emotion that kind of comes up with it. It's like, sometimes you feel, or sometimes I feel like, man, like, how come I have to do that? How come I have to be the one? And, you know, I think that a lot of people do struggle with it. Hopefully I'm not the only one that struggles with that. You're not the only
1: one. You're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I don't think that I am. Um, But, you know, I think that those of us who do call ourselves Christ followers... Um, we have been called to a higher purpose. You know, mm-hmm. we we have been set apart, you know, and God God provides for us the things that we, we absolutely need. And so if that's true, which I believe that it is, then when it comes to situations like this, like feeling loneliness and feeling this sense of isolation um, and then coming to the point of understanding, which I believe this is so true that really the biggest thing or... I would almost go out on a limb to say one of the only things that is going to draw me out of loneliness or isolation is being of service to other people. Yeah, And that requires an action step on my part, mm-hmm. right? I have to be the one to take a step out of myself and be of service to somebody. And then through that, like I have to be the person that I feel like people aren't being to me. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a hard thing to do. Like I'm not trying to um, diminish the fact that that's difficult. Um, but if I want it, then I need to be willing to do it just like you said. And once I am willing to do that, then I'll be amazed at what happens next.
1: Yeah, definitely. There is a level of responsibility. Um, if I want to establish those relationships and being of service, I think is, um, there's so much joy that comes from it too, Mm, though, you know, it's not just, Oh, this person is there for me and I'm there for them. And that's the extent of it. But there's something that I think God has designed us to, uh, produce a response to that. And it, there is so much joy in being of service and knowing that I'm being used for a greater, a greater purpose. And I think that that's the existential question of what's the purpose of my life. You know, what am I created for? And, if, if we narrow it down just to being of service, you know, to other people and loving them through that. Um, I think that that's a, that, that kind of answers that question and we can delight in that too.
0: Yeah. Well, Jesus said it, right. He said, whenever you do these things to the least of these, you've done them directly to me. Mm-hmm. And so there is, yeah, I don't want to paint, a. Uh, A gray picture of, you know, service and and stepping out of isolation because there's so much reward in that. Mm -hmm. And we are literally doing these things to Jesus whenever we are willing to do them. Mm -hmm. And that's huge.
1: And he is so pleased. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having a conversation with me. Um, You don't talk to me very often. And so it's nice to to get you in here. (laughs) We don't get to see each other now. Um, but so just to kind of recap and, 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 uh, run through the idea here is that like, we, we need each other. Like we have to be willing to understand that we can't do life alone. Mm-hmm. We have to share each other's burdens. Right. Mm-hmm. And then through that and through that understanding that we need to learn to be of service to other people. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that allows us to serve God.
1: Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Thank you for tuning in for the daily check-in. I hope that you take what we talk about here and have conversations with others. The things that we talk about on here are meant to start conversations, not end them. So I pray that you will talk with someone about what you heard here today and that you would look for ways to be a light in your own community. If you're struggling to find a community and people to talk with, then please send an email to recovery at palmvalley.org and I will personally get you connected with a volunteer from Celebrate Recovery. Nothing changes the fact that we need each other, even if that means that we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to that same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. I love you all, and I hope to see you soon.